Thank you so much, Andrew, for the words of that prayer beautifully stated. And I want to thank on your behalf uh, the people here who have participated to make this service possible today in music and sound, perhaps in other ways. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Calvin Compagner from the Byron Center area. I have served uh, Friendship Christian Reformed Church within Classis Granville for uh, many, many years, about 30 years or so. Uh, now retired, however, and uh, doing some other types of ministry activity. But it's my privilege to uh, open the Word of God to you at Ivan Rest. I look forward to this. Frankly, I look forward to meeting uh, some of the saints of God here at Ivan Rest on this Sunday morning. And I know you have many lovely saints here, but uh, there's just a very few people within the sanctuary. Um, but to all of you, uh, my greetings and thank you for the honor and privilege that is mine to um, bring the Word of God to you on this particular Sunday. I want to just say that over the course of the years, I've had a file, I guess you would call it a sermon file. There was articles in various periodicals that really blessed my soul, and I would take them out, put them in that file, thinking that would be good sermon material sometime. And what you're going to get this morning is the result of one of those articles that appeared in Christianity Today many, many years ago now. It was simply entitled, Can God Be Trusted? Can God Be Trusted? Reflections on Psalm 91. I want to read that psalm with you this morning. I trust if you're at home that you will have a Bible and be able to follow along the words of a much-beloved psalm, Psalm 91. Hear the word of God. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, who will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, He is my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and I will show him my salvation. Heavenly Father, as we try to understand the message, the comfort of this psalm, I pray that you will help us to put aside all of the activities of the past week and all the plans for the coming week that we may listen carefully to what the Spirit of God has to say to our soul on this Sunday from Psalm 91. And I pray this in Christ's name. 
Amen. The title of the message this morning, The Blessing of Living Beneath God's Wings. The Blessing of Living Under God's Wings. I want to begin by saying that many or most of us probably can think back to a time earlier in life, a day in yesteryear for many of us, but we felt loved, we felt secure, we were living under the umbrella of parental love and care in the earlier days of our life. That wonderful, wonderful feeling of being a part of a good home. Now, we live in a broken world, and not all persons can identify with those early experiences in life. But I suspect for many, many, we can think back to that time when we were, as it were, yet in the nest. And we knew what it was to be secure, to be safe, to be deeply loved. There was a truck driver once, about 50 years, years of age or so. He was asked on a certain television program if he could choose to be whatever age he would choose, what might that age be? Whatever age he would choose. This burly-looking man had to think for a moment about that. Now 50? Might it be ahead 65 when he could then retire and be done with the daily grind of being on the road and dealing with all the crazy things that go on there? Might that be the ideal? Or? Or? Might he wish to go back in life and be 16 once again or 17 or 18? Those years when he could undo some of the foolish, foolish things he had done and he had regretted so much in life that one night that he wished he could just blot out from reality? Might it be this? Might it be that? Maybe a time when he could choose for a new job or a time when he could even choose for a better mate? After some time, this truck driver came to an answer. And his answer was simply this. If I could choose any age to be, I would choose the age of being three. Being three. And when he was asked why he chose that age, he says, when you're three, you don't have any responsibilities. Hmm. Maybe that truck driver had a point. When you're three and you're living in a relatively good family situation, life is pretty easy, is it not? It's pretty stress-free. Come wintertime, you don't worry about ice backing up beneath your shingles and having to deal with that. After a major, major rain, you don't think about water perhaps coming into your basement and having to deal with that. When you're three, you don't think of that tingling in your leg or maybe that numbness in your shoulder that suddenly appeared. And what might that be? Must that be x-rayed? I hope, I hope I don't find out something that's seriously wrong. When you're three, frankly, 
you don't think a whole lot about the COVID virus. No. When you're three, you play freely. And you sleep soundly. You live under your parents' roof. Beneath their wings, as it were. And life is good. You feel secure. Whatever the problem, whatever the need, they'll take care of it. Your parents will. The 50-year-old driver had seemingly made a rather wise selection of the ideal age. But as you know, there's an issue. We can be three, but we cannot remain three. We move on in life. Becoming an older child, the adolescent years, early adulthood, middle adulthood, later adulthood. But even as we grow and in, 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 into that age of adulthood, we still have that need to be secure, to be loved, to know that there's someone in charge and that things are going to be okay, even if they may appear not to be okay. And God has a word for us. Those of us who are three, but those of us who once were three, but that's now long into the past. It's a word of comfort. Dear friends, one of the great themes of Scripture is that God is our shelter. He is our refuge. That verse from Psalm 91, and it's frankly the verse we're going to focus on this morning. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, under his wings, you will find refuge. The image here, of course, is that of some bird. It might be the eagle known for its powerful, powerful wings. It might be a mother hen or a mother chicken known for its nurturing wings. But whatever the move, almost any bird will move to protect her young when danger appears, when an enemy is near. They'll spread their wings as a canopy over them to care for them, to love them, to be a refuge for them. The fact is, I read that a bird will do that even if there are no young to protect. If there's an enemy near, danger is lurking, they'll spread their wings as if there were someone to protect. In this regard, I always have a memory, and I must share it with you. It goes about, back about 60 years, and that's revealing my age, of course. But it was in year 1960, October 20, in fact. I grew up on a farm in Oakland, Michigan. Seven children there, mother and father. But on this particular Sunday... A devastating fire, and we lost it all. The barn, the chicken houses, the hog farm. We were in church, and we were called out of church. And one thing I'll never, ever forget is stepping out of church and seeing that enormous blaze moving into the sky. I couldn't believe it. I can still see that. There's something else I will never forget. That was Sunday. It seemed like Everything was lost. All of our chickens, all of our house, everything. The next morning, 
there were two little chicks moving around. Two little chicks. What might have happened? How did they escape? I suspect you know, you know. There was a mother who had spread her wings. And beneath those wings, they were saved. They found refuge. The mother sacrificed herself to spare those little chicks. The psalmist knows the instinct, the behavior of a bird. And it reminds him of God. He will cover you with his feathers. Under his wings, you will find refuge. You will find safety, security, shelter, love. I read in this regard that during wartime, World War II in Holland, when the German planes were approaching and bombs were going to descend, there was a siren that went off. And parents then would quickly gather their children and move to the safest place in their house, often an inner hallway. And there a prayer would be often offered. Often the words of Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Prayers for God to protect, to spread his wings over them, to give them refuge. So too, with an approaching storm, be it a hurricane, be it a tornado, whatever, suddenly it's soon to arrive. In this regard, I have memories too from those early childhood days living on that farm. We had a few devastating tornadoes hit, especially in the Hudsonville area, many, many deaths in the Holland area as well. But we didn't know the power of such a storm, but we found out. And we did what some others did. We built a shelter, a tornado shelter, in the basement of our farm home. And then when the skies grew deeply dark and the sirens would sound, we would go downstairs into that shelter. And I can still remember being there. My father would offer a prayer, asking God to protect us to spread his wings, as it were, over us. And we felt safe in that safest of places under the wings of God. But now I must say, sometimes we wonder, do we not? Just how secure are we really beneath the wings of God. What assurance can we have that having put ourselves in the safest of places, having made the best of choices, having prayed that no evil is now going to befall us? The psalm writer, Psalm 91, he seems so adamant, does he not? Verse 5. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Then a bit later, verse 9. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is your refuge, 
No harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. Tremendous promise. But it sounds almost too good to be true. And seemingly, it doesn't always fit reality, does it? We wonder about Paul and Silas, Acts 16, doing missionary work in Philippi. And there were threats, and they prayed. But they were thrown into jail. And there was Stephen, earlier, Acts chapter 7. Wonderful Christian, preaching the truth about Jesus. He prayed, but stones were hurled. And Stephen was found beneath those stones, a dead person. And we can think this morning about those Dutch families who begged God to spread his wings over them as the bombs approached. But then the bombs fell, and their homes were reduced to smithereens, and and many, many lives were lost. That happens. In the tornado, even in a safe place, having prayed, that tornado doesn't always skip over, does it? The house where the people within believe. They trusted God. They prayed for God to spread his wings over them. And I'm thinking of that drunk driver who should not be on the road, but here she is. And there's a bad accident. And sometimes the victim is one who's innocent or righteous. One who probably started the day asking God to protect them. I could go on. There's that infant child in the womb. There's issues. Many, many prayers being offered for God to provide, to protect, to preserve. Sometimes he does. But sometimes the child dies. Oh, admittedly, admittedly, Sometimes we act foolishly, do we not? We do not take precautions. We do not observe danger signs. The sign maybe when we go camping that we are not to feed wild animals. We know that. But some people do so anyway. And there's consequences to that. The clearly posted signs at Lake Michigan on a given day, you are not to swim. You are not to walk out onto the pier. It is just simply too dangerous. The undertow, the waves. But people do it anyway. Foolishly. They pay the consequences. May I add the clear statement, it seems, that smoking may be very hazardous to your health. We know that. But that doesn't stop people necessarily from smoking. And then as we drive, we know the rules of the road. There are those yellow signs where there's a hill. 
You're not to pass there. But sometimes I observe people pulling out and doing so anyway. We can act so foolishly. Thinking God will preserve us. He'll bail us out. He'll rescue us. Maybe God will do that in his mercy. Maybe. But we cannot and we should not count on him doing so. Maybe you recall the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness. Matthew chapter 4. Satan there used the words of Psalm 91. He took Jesus, you remember, to the highest point of the temple. He said, throw yourself down. Do it. The Bible says God will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in whatever you do. And Jesus rightfully tells Satan, does he not? Verse 7, chapter 4 of Matthew. And he tells us that it's not right to put God to the test. Please don't act like a fool, I hear Jesus saying. And then expect God to somehow rescue you or bail you out. Don't use Psalm 91 or any other scripture in that way. But sometimes we act not foolishly, but wisely. We make good choices. We do walk obediently. We pursue holiness. We dwell beneath the wings of God. And yet, and yet, we have to deal with brain cancer, perhaps, or with a broken marriage, or infertility, or some other evil happening. So much trouble and trial. And then we wonder, what about Psalm 91? The promises of God there. One writer states, and I agree with this person, that Psalm 91 expresses one. One of the loveliest and most treasured, but just one of the moods of faith, he calls them. And in Psalm 91, it's the mood of confidence. Extreme confidence that God will provide. That God will care. God will protect and preserve. Maybe the psalm writer, as he writes this particular psalm, has just gone through an incident or a happening where, where he prayed and, and God wonderfully provided, cared for him, rescued him out of some dangerous situation. And he knows that his prayers have been answered. He's so deeply grateful. He's celebrating who God is and his wonderful providence. He writes a psalm. His confidence is high. He blesses God. That's his mood in this psalm. But there are other moods in other psalms, are there not? Reflecting other kinds of experiences, other kinds of days. Shall we call them darker days? Psalm 22, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning, why God, why? Psalm 42. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disquieted or disturbed within me? 
God's good children have had those kinds of days too, have they not? There have been those kinds of cries. We believe, we trust, but on that given moment or that given day, we are disturbed, maybe discouraged. Psalm 91, filled with confidence. Or shall we say kind of a quiet amazement under the wings of God. Good things, such good things happen to people who are yet so sinful, so undeserving, such good things. But in other Psalms, God's children living beneath those wings of God, such evil things happen to such good people, righteous people. When Psalm 91 says that no harm shall befall you, no disaster will come near your tent, I think, I think we must conclude that the meaning is this, that no final evil, no ultimate evil, may I say no lasting evil will befall us. Because we know, we know this morning, do we not? That we can love the Lord our God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength. And yet we can have our heart broken by the loss of a child or the betrayal of a spouse or the onset of a fatal disease or early widowhood or, or, or. We know that. And yet, and yet, For generation after generation, God's dear saints, his beloved children, have known something else. In whatever trial, whatever trouble, whatever valley, whatever hardship they have had to go through, they have trusted God. They have prayed. And there was the hand of God that they felt. There was the voice of God that they heard in the midst of the storm. There was a peace from God past all understanding that was within. There was the assurance that nothing, nothing would ever separate them from the love of God. Nothing the devil would throw their way could keep them from God. They were safe. Yet and always they were sheltered in the arms of their God. So are we. Lewis Meads, one of my favorite authors, mentions in one of his sermons, how is it that we can know yet and always that things will be right when everything seems to be all wrong? In fact, he's written a book with that very title. How can things be all right when everything is all wrong? He asks the question and he gives the answer. How can it be all right when everything seems all wrong? It can be. If the Lord, if the Lord is your Savior, Jesus is. If God is your loving Father, 
And if you live beneath the wings of God, because those wings of God are wings that will never fold, they'll never forsake you. They're wings of amazing love. Yes, dear friend, there is blessing. There is blessing. Whatever the circumstances of life, of living beneath the wings of God. An old hymn says it so well. Under his wings, oh, what precious enjoyment. There will I hide till life's trials are o'er, sheltered, protected, no evil will harm me. Resting in Jesus, I'm safe. I'll be blessed forevermore. Join me in prayer. Oh God, I pray that we may come to live as those younger, as those older, beneath the wings of you, our God, covered by your feathers. We may come to know you in the storms and stresses of life. Your peace, your comfort, your love, your security to us. And it can come only when we know that the Lord is our Savior, our partner, our peace. It can come only when we make this our confession, the Lord he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God, the one in whom I trust. We move into yet another week. And it's a week with plans, no doubt, and projects and activities. Perhaps it'll be a week filled with some storms, too, and surprises. Some that we cannot begin to know on this Sunday morning, but you already know, O oh God, whatever the week holds for us. I pray that we may dwell, O oh God, in your shelter, that we may rest in your shadow and beneath your wings. And O oh God, in this week, may we find their peace. May we find joy in Christ's name. Amen.